0: Hey everyone, you just tuned in to the NetSuite Podcast, and I'm your host, Kendall Fisher. On this episode, I'll be chatting with Tomei Thomas, the CEO of Beekman 1802, the world's biggest goat milk skincare company. Yes, of course, we'll get into the history of the company and how it grew into the massive success it is today, but we'll also discuss the obstacles encountered along that journey. Thomas will recall how running on QuickBooks prevented Beekman from accessing critical data like item and SKU level visibility, as well as the security issues the business faced, the challenges with consistent and targeted messaging across channels, and more. He'll explain why the business decided to implement NetSuite and how that not only helped in overcoming those challenges, but also proved to play a critical fulfillment role, as well as ensuring Beekman reached its top priority creating an unparalleled experience for its customers, or neighbors, as you'll learn the business deems its customers, no matter the channel or region it's selling in. Needless to say, you don't want to miss this one. Coming up next.
1: You're listening to the NetSuite Podcast,
0: where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are
1: behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company, and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale.
0: Hi, Tomei. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Hi, Kendall. Thanks for having me.
0: We're excited to have you. We've talked with you a couple of times now. And as we were just discussing before we hit record on this, on this episode, I actually had the pleasure of interviewing you right before the world shut down with COVID. (laughs) So you were my last in-person interview before COVID, which was, which is really crazy to think about, but that was so much fun. We got to visit the farm. We got to visit the office, the apothecary. It was awesome getting to see that all live and in person. And now we're bringing it to the podcast. How do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, it's, it's great to be with you again. You know, you were the last person in, in our office, I think, to do an interview. So it's, it's nice to be reconnected. And of course, you're welcome to come back to upstate New York anytime. I
0: love it. I love it. Well, I want to start off by diving a bit into Beekman 1802. So what is the company all about and what's the story behind its start?
1: Sure. So Beekman 1802 believes there is beauty and kindness Uh, We started the company in 2008. Brent and Josh purchased a farm, our co-founders in upstate New York, and it was really supposed to be this this weekend getaway, Uh, but in 2008, they lost both of their jobs within the span of two weeks, and they had to make the farm work for itself, so when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. When life gives you goat milk, you Google (laughs) what can you make with goat milk? And, um, you know, soap was the number one thing. And at that time, you know, from a business perspective, Goat milk, can be fe- goat milk beauty products can be found all over the world in farmer's markets. But there wasn't a brand that really consolidated goat milk beauty products and positioned it in a premium way. And that was the opportunity that Brent and Josh saw when they had their backs up against the wall in, in the recession to create this, this goat milk beauty company. Today, we have over 250 employees Uh, Our mission is is really to spread kindness in in everything we do, Um, so kind to the earth, kind to animals, kind to to your community, and of course, kind to yourself and your skin, because goat milk is is an extremely gentle, natural moisturizer that has been effective uh, in treating sensitive skin issues like eczema and psoriasis, so this idea of kindness is something that spreads through our company throughout even today.
0: I mean, and it's so evident in everything you guys do, as I said, you know, I've had the opportunity to meet you guys in person and then also to interview Brent and Josh for our 10 questions with live series that we do across our social platforms. And it just like, even virtually it shines through in all that you guys do. So I I love that. And I love, you know, when life gives you lemons, you (laughs) or when life gives you goat milk, you make a beauty product. And I think we're seeing that a lot, especially right now as people, you know, lost their jobs amid the pandemic and have been having to get creative in the things that they, or not even having to wanting to get creative in the things that they're going to take, you know, from their life and, and, and move forward after all of this. So I think that pertains so much to what a lot of people are going through right now. Now, you are the CEO of Beekman, but I want to know how you ended up joining the team. What did you see in the business that made you want to become a part of it?
1: You know, I met Brent and Josh, and I heard this incredible story of them starting the brand and their entrepreneurial vision and really the kind of brand that they wanted to create, which is more than just a beauty brand. They really wanted to think about how could we make someone's whole life beautiful And that was very compelling to me. And then, of course, when you try the product and you notice the difference that goat milk can make in your skin after the very first use, uh, I knew there was a a real opportunity here. Um, I I started, you know, in sales. That was what they needed me to do. And at the time, I had just left a very brief career on Wall Street it wasn't for me. And I wanted to be in something more entrepreneurial and creative. And I was ready to do anything that it took and, and growing the business, meeting the first clients of, of Beekman 1802 and thinking you know, strategically about where to place the product. And I had a mentor growing up and he said that if you wanted to be successful, you have to get in front of a parade. And I feel like I got in front of the greatest parade ever because I did not have to do much selling. Uh, most of our customers came to us once they heard about the products and, and the story. So I was very fortunate there. Um, and, and even our corporate clients, most of them ended up calling us up directly. So I was a bit fortuitous in, in, my, <laughs> in my sales career mm-hmm. and was able to grow the sales of the company very rapidly. And of course, when I was asked to be the CEO, it, it was an absolute honor to lead Team Beatman.
0: Oh, that's awesome. What a story. We love that. So, you know, fast forward, where are we at today? What is Beekman's business model today? And what's uniquely challenging about this?
1: Beekman 1802 really operates in an omnichannel perspective. We have a TV shopping business with QVC and HSN, uh, where we've been very successful with that partnership. And they've been great partners in helping us grow the awareness and reach of the brand. We have a very large DTC business. The brand started as a direct-to-consumer business with a website and a store. And we still have uh, both of those elements that we have a direct connection with uh, our customers. Who, by the way, we call all of our customers neighbors. So that direct connection with the neighbors has been very important through e-commerce and DTC. We also launched at Ulta Beauty last year, which was very exciting and 400 doors. Uh, where we were the largest clean beauty launch that they had in 2020. And then we're in about 2000 independent wholesale retailers across the country. In terms of uniquely challenging aspects of the business, these are all really different ways to activate and tell a brand message and tell the benefits of the product. And they're all inherently unique channels of business as well. But at the end of the day, you know, we have a central focus on kindness. We have a central message around the benefits of goat milk and the benefits that it brings to the microbiome of your skin. So it's really just about thinking, how do we tell that story uh, in all of these different mediums?
0: That is a challenge we hear constantly. Is there a ingredient or two that you would say is like, you know, the keys to success? in telling the brand messaging and telling the story and making the messaging consistent?
1: I would say it's easy to capture people's attention when you have baby goats. And so <laughs> certainly we, we have our farm with, you know, 300 goats and baby goat season is going on right now. And that's one way that, that we can capture people and, and get a lot of uh, oohs and ahs.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but Really in each channel that we operate in, it's about thinking strategically on what is the consumer looking for? How am I going to explain to them these benefits in a Mm -hmm. concise manner? Sometimes it's a long form manner, just really depends. And then how am I going to deliver an exceptional product and delivery experience? And I think when we look at each channel, we really want to execute on every single part of what I just mentioned extremely well.
0: That's not just like marketing. That takes a lot of data analysis. So I actually want to kind of take it back now then. What business systems was Beekman running on prior to NetSuite?
1: Just like a lot of companies, we used a million different spreadsheets that kind of held us together. It was like the string that uh, kept us all going. And we were also on the QuickBooks platform. Mm.
0: I'm sure you could talk about this for some time, but what challenges then did you face specifically on QuickBooks? I mean, you don't have to talk to all of them, but what were the biggest challenges you faced?
1: The the number one challenge for a growing business, especially once you reach a level of scale and you have a growing team is the consistency and level of detail in your data Uh, We are in a product-driven business. And so simple things like tracking the product, tracking the costs uh, at every level of the product. And I can give you one example is every year we have a very big holiday business. Uh, It's really our time to shine uh, holiday because I think we put a lot of attention to detail in the gift sets that we put out into the world. But at the same time, you have to understand what are the costs What are the components that are going into each and every set? Uh, Again, to ensure that you're delivering the highest caliber of experience to the neighbor, the end customer. And so a platform like QuickBooks is restrictive in that level of of insight that you really need to be able to continue to grow.
0: It's interesting you're bringing this up right now because as we found post, well, amid pandemic research has suggested that the number one top priority, number one top, those are the same thing. Um, The number one priority for finance leaders right now is advanced data analytics and really being able to not only extract the right data that you need to succeed, but also then to utilize it to continue that growth. What made it a top priority for you though, ahead of implementing NetSuite in 2019, like several years ago before, you know, everybody's been talking about this over the past year?
1: It's really all about growth. For us, we knew we were hitting a wall in terms of all of the manual upkeep and consistency of the spreadsheets that we were working off of and not having a central database that was on a cloud, when you're growing quickly, you begin to know that there is an inherent limitation of of how much more you can do and achieve, you know, sort of working in data silos. For us, we knew that having a cloud-based ERP system like NetSuite would allow us not only the data insight, but the flexibility of that data, the access to the data across the organization, and the control and security of it as well. We really knew that in order to grow to the next stage and the next leap and the next you know, 10 plus years, we needed a more robust solution for the company.
0: Was there an aha moment there that you kind of were like, this is, we got, we got to look into a new system. This is it.
1: I think you hear it from all over.
0: It's,
1: (sighs) it's everyone at your company telling you the same thing in a different way that, you know, they're spending too much time on creating reports that they're having challenges maintaining the data or even accessing the data. You know, when you ask a question, like, could you tell me the landed cost of an item and you're not able to get that readily from your team. It's not because anyone is doing anything wrong, it's just because the system that we're using doesn't provide that level of information. So mm-hmm. I, I think that it's it's not a aha moment, but it's a collective you know, sort of over time, okay, yeah, know, we're at that up. point where we need to make a change.
0: And so how did NetSuite address these challenges after this kind of aha moment? How did it help in security and data visibility and accessibility?
1: So the easy thing that NetSuite does is it's on the cloud and mm-hmm. you can access it on your phone. If you're in a bind, you can access it anywhere in the world. You have a sense of security that nothing's going to happen to my data. You don't have to stay up at night worrying about, you know, your internal servers or, or your internal security. NetSuite has that covered. So, so that's the easy part in terms of NetSuite addressing some of our challenges. In terms of reporting, you have a central database that can be accessed, manipulated, exported, sliced and diced in any different way possible. And that allows you to make a variety of decisions very quickly without impacting the workload of your team. And really that allows you to focus your team and yourself on more strategic objectives where mm-hmm. you have access to the reports you need, the data you need, the costing analysis, the financials. At a flip of a switch, you can begin to really think about, okay, how am I going to drive the business forward? How am I going to improve our products? How am I going to improve the customer experience? Uh, again, which is very central to, to what we try to do at Beep in 1802
0: Well, and so how have you, I would love to hear some specific examples of how you've actually, you know, leveraged the data to move the needle for Beekman and this sort of metric driven decisions, if you will, that you've made since implementing NetSuite.
1: A big one for us, we call it neighbor services, but it's, it's customer services. And we've always prided ourselves on trying to deliver the greatest customer service experience bar none. To us, that's that's the table stakes. And NetSuite allowed us to integrate soup to nuts in terms of the customer experience. When a customer calls us up and talks to neighbor services, we know exactly what product they ordered, exactly what lot it came from, when it shipped, why it has you know, had a delivery issue if it's had one, and then we're able to quickly solve that issue for our neighbors. This has been the most empowering piece of of data integration and data that we've been able to sync across the organization. The second thing I would say is improving our ability to fulfill. One thing that's been unique to Beekman 1802, I think, in the beauty industry is we touch every single package and product that goes to the end customer. We have our own fulfillment. We don't work with third-party logistics or third-party warehouses. It's all of our own team and it's all of our own warehousing. And so the speed of which we've been able to integrate other softwares, utilize NetSuite itself and get the product uh, in the hands of the neighbor has improved tremendously in just, in just the speed and accuracy Of how we've been able to do that so to summarize our customer service satisfaction has increased tremendously and our fulfillment speed has increased as well does your business have trouble managing inventory projects or even getting paid on time don't let spreadsheets and quickbooks hold you back if you want to get your business to a better place take action now and make the move to netsuite Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, all in one place, instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite.
0: Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com slash business. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash business. netsuite.com slash business. I do want to talk a little bit about your fulfillment and warehouse operations. Can you kind of explain how you guys run that over at Beekman?
1: We have a 110,000 square foot warehouse. It gets more technologically advanced every day. Uh, And I'm always so impressed with our team (laughs) every time I I walk into the warehouse on how they're pushing the business forward. And we've got about 125 members of Team Beekman that touch every single product and make sure that it gets to the customer in an unbelievable product experience. And to me and Brent and Josh, this has always been so critical, not only for our growth, because it has allowed us the flexibility to move quickly, but also to maintain a very high level of expectation on when you order a Beekman product, it's going to get to you quickly and it's going to get to you in tip-top shape.
0: Now, I know you you discussed kind of how NetSuite helps create efficiency in your warehouse and, and really speed up the fulfillment process. But can you dive into specifics there? Like where are you creating efficiencies in order to meet your customer needs?
1: The first thing is you can't ship product unless you have it. We're in a business that ultimately is about getting product in people's hands And NetSuite has allowed us the full visibility into the supply chain. So we know when we're going to be out of stock, it's not a guess. We have the mechanisms in place to reach out to our suppliers and expedite things because we understand that level of data. And so managing the supply chain within NetSuite is how we're able to get the product in-house. Once we have the product, being able to pick it off the warehouse racks, pack it efficiently, and get it out the door, get the right product out the door to the customer is equally important. So NetSuite allows us the ability to scan barcodes, uh, which minimizes mispicks. It also Mm -hmm. increases our ability to ship product all in one system. So you're not going from system to system to system or software to software to software, it's a one-stop shop that you're just a few clicks away from, you know, printing a label and getting it out the door.
0: And then what about the integration between, you know, your warehouse of fulfillment and obviously the rest of your business, financials, accounting, CRM, and so on?
1: You know, that was a very big strength when we looked at NetSuite is the ability to integrate third-party softwares and cloud-based solutions into NetSuite. There's almost always an off-the-shelf solution to integrate whatever software you may want to integrate into NetSuite. So we do have a lot of those integrations and implementing them has been very easy and I think that was ultimately you know, a big strength and, and desire
0: to move with that. Going to take kind of a, a pivot here, <laughs> not to, not to use that word reminds me of, I just watched the friends like reunion <laughs> episode. I don't know if you yes. saw it or if you were a fan, but I was dying remembering that pivot pivot <laughs> episode. Yeah. So I'm Ross, gonna... <laughs> Ross
1: trying to get his uh, couch up the stairs. Yes. Um,
0: yes. I, I love that you, that you know that. So yes. that's stuck I'm in my I'm moving head.
1: right now. I'm in the middle of <laughs> oh a move. My. So I am pivoting big time with my friends.
0: love it well in in 2020 you actually added live stream shopping as an additional channel for your customers i know you you know earlier you talked about your omni-channel experience and this really is i mean bringing that omni-channel full circle here so for starters why was this a natural move for for beekman like what data backed this decision
1: so live streaming has been something that beekman 1802 has been doing really from the beginning i think even before the word or or Lexicon live stream was around or popular. Right. Originally it was Brent and Josh in front of their laptop, computer, webcam, selling products out of the mercantile and describing products. And we had this sort of annual tradition called the holiday marathon, where it was 24 hours in front of a webcam, walking through the last day of shipping for holiday and talking about all of our products. Every single year that built and built and built in 2018, we launched on HSN, where we were the number one largest beauty launch in their 40 year history. The following year, we launched on QVC, where we broke our own record. So we've always been doing this sort of video commerce and, and interaction with a neighbor via television screen or a computer screen in a a video format. To us, it's important because we have a lot of stories to tell and we have a lot of benefits and product knowledge that we want to convey. And video commerce allows you to do that in a very effective way and not only capture the attention of the viewer, but once you do capture their attention, Explain to them the clinical benefits of goat milk. Explain to them the the benefits of changing your cleanser to one of our soaps or one of our cleansing products and how you're going to notice a difference in your skin. To us, we think it's not only what we're doing today, but it's going to be a very important part of of the future of our business.
0: And, And you forgot one key factor in successful video streaming or live streaming, which is again the baby goats. I mean, that's right. I mean, that makes for a great live stream, no matter what channel, but how does live streaming specifically online differ from other types of shopping? For example, if people are shopping on TV or your e-com or wherever, what's uniquely, I guess, challenging about live stream shopping.
1: Live streaming is all about Capturing the attention of the viewer, like you said, the baby goats, they, mm-hmm. they certainly help quite a lot. We do that when we live stream by providing exceptional product education, knowledge, and demonstration of the product. And, and you just can't achieve that in every single channel in that very intimate one on one kind of conversation. You know, I would say the, the challenges of, of live streaming is. You need to have your own studio, which we have and operate. And you also need to be able to fulfill the product at a very rapid clip, which we're able to do thanks to to our warehousing and, and software solutions.
0: Right. And I love that, you know, kind of that educational, actually on the podcast episode before this, we spoke with our entrepreneur in residence, Ramon Ray, and he just talked about you know ways to acquire new customers while also retaining existing customers. And education is a huge part of that. Well, it's really hard to educate people when our attention span lasts just about two minutes on social media, right? But this is an opportunity where people can tune in and really stay tuned to what's going on. But it's also that factor of how do you hook them? If you don't have baby goats, how do you hook them? <laughs> so what would you say to someone who is considering live streaming as a kind of a, a channel to sell through? What's a must have or what would you, you know, advise if maybe they aren't right for it?
1: The thing you need when you're live streaming from your own customer file or your own website is you need to have a community. And I think the community that you build is so critical to having people to talk to at the end of the day yes, you have to capture their attention and you have to Mm -hmm. be compelling and entertaining and all of those things. But it really starts by having people tune in. And Beekman 1802 has fostered a community every single day, every single moment, from the way we treat neighbor services to uh, our work in our actual community in rural upstate New York, Mm -hmm. to the original neighbors that shopped with us, you know, 12 years ago and and Mm -hmm. still do to this day. That sense of, of purpose around kindness and being kind to your community as a two-way street, you know, we treat people really well that come into the brand and, and they reward us as well. And, and so that community allows us to have a platform like Livestream, which mm-hmm. then we can have this, you know, beam into their homes and have these sort of thoughtful conversations around product and, and
0: their benefits. Yeah. And it's authentic. Brent and Josh love the product. It's And whoever, I know you guys have kind of opened it up to, to some of your employees and it comes through, you know, you can see the genuine passion for the products and the knowledge behind it. And I think that's, you know, crucial to making that, um, you know, I'm air quoting right now, one-on-one connection through, through video. Now in your first, stream on live scale, you actually broke the record for the amount of sales in an hour-long live stream shopping event, 400% higher than what the business was making on e-commerce in a 24-hour sales period. How do you prepare for something like that? Well, we
1: were all thrilled. We were all excited about achieving that. We you know, have really been preparing from, from day one. We have a team that uh, is exceptional at what they do in terms of getting the product delivered, making sure that neighbor services is always at its very best, Mm -hmm. and also you know, all of the work and preparation and and thought that goes into marketing and, and telling the story and demonstrating the product, you know, our team, uh, in everything we do, we try to think about how are we going to be successful here. And I think part of that is focus. As I said, you know, we've been live streaming from the very beginning, and we've learned a tremendous amount. And so having that knowledge and focus in, in that channel allows us to, to leverage that background into a very successful event. But at the same time, you're always you know, very grateful and, and humbled by, by these, these great milestones and try to do it in a, in a kind and thoughtful way.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great. I can't believe it, but we're already to our last question, which Aww. is, where do you hope to see Beekman grow in the future? And how are you going to get there?
1: Global domination, I think, is is where we're (laughs) With
0: baby goats.
1: Yes. No, no. Um, For us, it's about being extremely thoughtful and intentional about every channel, country, retail partnership that we enter into. My goal is to create a brand that has purpose and meaning in, in the world. And we continue to do that with our initiatives, like the kindness council that tell about the various clinical aspects of kindness and how Being kind to yourself, the earth, the community, animals can all impact a more holistic approach to kindness. It's the work that we do in our community with not only our our artisans and lifting the economic output of a rural place like Sharon Springs, but also through our Kindness Fund, which creates the ability for people to submit acts of kindness that we then fund to create ripples of kindness all over the world. So I hope Beekman continues to grow in a direction that is indicative of all of the foundation that we've laid for kindness. And of course, I hope to continue to bring comfort to those people that have sensitive skin issues. And raise the awareness that goat milk can help your skin and that, that there is a, a simple solution, a natural solution to a very complicated problem.
0: You know, on that note, everyone continue to spread kindness. You know, thank you to May for, for leading a, a business that continues to do that for so many people. And thanks for joining us on this episode. It's always a pleasure speaking with you and hearing the Beekman story and hearing about the cool stuff you guys are doing. So again, just thank you so much for, for joining us.
1: Absolutely, anytime, Kendall.
0: So many lessons to pull out of here. The importance of education, thoughtfulness across channels, and kindness at the core of everything. Thank you, Tomei Thomas, for joining us on this episode and sharing such great insight. I also wanna thank our editing crew over at Lampstand and all of you for tuning in. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, And stay kind, neighbors. Until next time. You
1: just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to
0: help you run your business.